classic streams. don't want to, Blackie, but I will. It's probably John Blake. He phoned just before you got here and said he was coming right up. Well, anyhow, I arrived in time to open the door, anyhow. This is Boston Blackie's apartment. Oh, uh, oh, yes, yes, it is. You're John Blake? Yes, I am. Well, uh, come in. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm Mary Wesley. How do you do? Well, Mr. Blake, you must have... Have something awfully important on your mind. You didn't waste much time getting here. I do have something important on my mind. You're Boston Blackie? I'm Boston Blackie. Now that we all know each other, suppose we all sit down. Thank you. Uh, well, maybe you'd like to talk to Blackie alone, Mr. Blake. No, Miss Wesley. In fact, I'm glad you're here. I would like a witness to what I have to say. <laughs> a witness, huh? It sounds like you have serious business, Mr. Blake. I have, Blackie. Suppose we get right down to it? I'm ready. Perhaps I'd better begin by asking you a question. I'm a student of crime. Question mark? No, of course not. It will explain the reason for my question. I want to know this, Blackie. Why is a murderer always caught? Well, that's not a very hard question. That's not very hard to answer, at least. A killer is caught because he makes a mistake. Isn't there such a thing as a killer who doesn't make a mistake? I doubt it. Sooner or later, something happens that links him to the crime and sends him to the chair. I would like to argue that point. Not with me. There just isn't any argument that you could offer that would make any sense. Well, let me put it this way, then. I won't tell you when. I won't tell you where. I'm going to murder a man named Thomas Evers. I defy you to prove that I did it. And now, back to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. What number are you calling? Edgeworth 96451 operator, Mr. Thomas Evers. One moment, please. Okay. You seem to have dialed the wrong number, sir. I'll try it for you. Thank you. Hello? Hello, Tom. Yeah? Who's this? This is Bill. Oh, hello, Bill. How are you? Fine. Say, how about lunch today? Sure. What time? Well, you name it. Well, I'll be busy till about 1. How about one thirty? Good. Meet me at my office, huh? Sure. Oh, say, Bill, what time is it now? My watch has stopped. Let's see. It's exactly 8.30. Thanks. Well, I'll see you about one thirty. Tom! Tom! What's the matter? Tom! Blackie, will you get out of my office? Or will I have to throw you on? And you too, Miss Wesley. Get out of here. But You've got Faraday... to listen to us, Inspector. In fact, you should have done something about it when I called you last night. 
Why don't you wait till now? Yeah, before I do anything about that silly thing, I'll wait 20 years. Look, let me tell you once more, and maybe you'll understand. I already understand. You've told me so many times, I can tell it to you. Last night, a man named John Blake came to your apartment and said he was going to kill someone. All right. At least you've got that straight. Okay. So now you get straight. Out of here. Oh, really, Inspector? I think Mr. Blake was serious. I'm sure he was, Faraday. Will you grow up? Can't you see that... Look, Faraday, at first I took it the same way you're taking it now. But the more I thought of it, the more I believe this guy Blake meant what he said. Well, uh, stop thinking about it. Anybody with sense at all should know a guy isn't going to telegraph a murder he hasn't committed yet. But he had a reason for doing it, Faraday. It was a sort of a, well, you know, a sort of a challenge to me. He said he could kill this man, and I'd never been able to... I'd never be able to prove it. Oh, Blackie, your stories get worse every day. I suppose now you're going to tell me this fellow, Blake, even gave you the name of the man he's going to kill, huh? Yes, he did. He said he was going to kill Thomas Evers. That's all. Now get out of here, will you? And you too, Miss Wesley. But, Inspector Faraday, I think you ought I to... said get out of here, and I meant get out. Thomas Evers is probably as healthy as you are. Healthier, now... Oh, wait a minute. Yeah? A flash just came in on the teletype, Inspector. A man's been shot to death. His brother identified the body. The dead man's name was Thomas Evers. <laughs> The body's still right where you found it, Rollins? Yes, Inspector. Everything's just as it was when we, we, we found, except uh, we put the telephone receiver back on the hook. He was shot while he was talking to someone on the phone, huh? Yes, Blackie, that's how we got the first report of the murder. The fellow he was talking to called the central police station. I bet I know something. What, Mary? The man on the phone had something to do with killing Mr. Evers. I don't think so, Miss Wesley. The man on the phone was Bill Johnson, member of the city council. Oh, dear. Anyhow, it was a nice try, Mary. Well, while you two are making nice tries, I'm going to look around for a few nice clues. I've got men searching the house and grounds now, Inspector. Good. We already know this much. The shot that killed Evers was fired through that window. There's a footprint in the mud just below it. Yeah? Let's have a look at it. Yes, that's a good idea, Faraday. Uh, but I have a better one, Blackie. You and Miss Wesley stay in the house. Thanks, Faraday. Come on, Mary. The inspector has invited us to look at that footprint. Oh, thank you very much, Inspector. Oh, what's the use? Come on. Rawlins, did you find out what time Bill Johnson was talking to us? Yes, we know the exact time the shot was fired. 8.30 this morning. Well, it's going to be interesting to hear what kind of a phony alibi John Blake is going to have for his whereabouts at 8.30 this morning. You still think that crackpot Blake killed Evers? He said he would, Faraday, and Evers is dead. Just a coincidence, that's all. But what a fatal one for Evers. Uh, Sergeant Rollins, where's the footprint you found? Uh, right here, Miss Wesley, behind these bushes here. Hmm. Hey, that's a plenty clear one. Yeah, it's an odd mark on the heel, too, look. A metal tap made that funny-looking indentation, I'd say. Uh, have a plastic cast made of that footprint, Rollins. Right. Blackie, look what I found over here. What is it? What are you staring at, Miss Wesley? Haven't you ever seen a pile of leaves before? Yes, I have, Inspector, but there's a gun in this leaf pile. A gun, Mary? Yes, Yes, it is a gun. Don't touch it, anybody. It may be the murder gun. Rollins. Yes, sir? We'll take this gun down to headquarters and test it for fingerprints. Sure. Now, careful how you handle it. Now, we'll run that down to headquarters... And send a man out here to make a plaster impression of that footprint. I think I'll go see Evers' brothers, Faraday. I'd like to have a talk with him. Uh, he's got trouble enough now without you. Come on, Rollins. Mary, John Blake said he would kill Tom Evers. I said he couldn't get away with it. 
he kept his word. Now I've got to keep mine. Blake, huh? Well, I'm Tom Ever's brother. Oh. Get in here. No, let go of me. I'll let go of you when I'm through with you. Get it out here. After I've cut you up, I'll cut it out. Stop it. I haven't done any. You killed my brother, and I'm going to have to kill you. No, don't I. No, please. Maybe the cops will let you get away with this, but I won't. No. Please. Please. Come on. Get up. I'm not through with you yet. Come on, get up. Who's there? Oh. What do you want? I want to talk to Tom Everett's brother. You hear? I'm Tom Everett's brother. Come in. Thanks. Oh, we're not alone, are we? Well, almost. I, I just about killed him, I guess. I wanted to. He killed my brother. That's why I used a pretext to get him up here. Blake was my brother's only enemy. Why did he hate your brother? Blake was mixed up in a swindle once. And Tom produced the evidence that sent Blake to jail. Well, there's evidence down at police headquarters that's going to send Blake to jail again. Only this time, he's going to sit his sentence out in the electric chair. I don't care what there is, Rollins. I don't want to be disturbed for another half hour. Yes, sir. All right, now. Where were we, Blackie? You were just about to show that John Blake here killed Tom Everett. That's what the evidence proves. You'd better be awfully sure, Inspector. I'm waiting to hear your evidence, Inspector. It'll be most interesting. It will be, Blake. Well, let's have it, Barney. All right, Blackie. I'll show you how we do things at police headquarters when we don't have any interfering uh, help from you. The great Boston Blackie. Poof. Come on, Faraday. Let's have less poof and more proof. All right, Blackie. Listen to this. You listen too, Blake. Uh, in case you want to know why you're going to be behind bars in a few minutes. Here's item one that proves you killed Tom Evers. We have your fingerprints on file. From the time you went to jail on that swindle rap. But he's going to jail for more than a swindle rap this time. Huh? He certainly is, Blackie. We found his fingerprints on the gun Miss Wesley discovered in that pile of leaves. It was the murder gun, Inspector? Yes, it was the murder gun, all right. But that isn't all. It's Blake's gun. My gun? How do you know? It's registered in your name. I follow everything right through, Blake. Faraday, you're wonderful. Now follow through with enough evidence to convict this guy and let's go home. Yes, you need still more proof, I think. I don't need any more proof, but I have it. The footprint we found outside the window. Blake, your foot matches perfectly the plaster impression we made of it. Well, are you just going to sit there or do you want to say something before I, uh, before I make a formal charge against you? Yes, I'll say something, Inspector. You can't arrest me. Oh, yes, I can. Look at the evidence I have. Sorry to disappoint you, but you can't arrest me. Your evidence is no good. No good? You deny that you own this gun? No, it's mine, all right. You deny that we found your fingerprints on it? No, the prints are mine. And you deny that it is your footprint we found outside the window? No, it's my footprint, all right. Then why do you say I can't arrest you? At what time this morning was Tom killed? That 
Uh, 8.30. Don't be too disheartened, Inspector Faraday. But at 8.30 this morning, I was at a police station 25 miles from Tom's house, and I can prove this. What? Uh-oh. Played something like this. You're lying, Blake. I am not lying. It's Precinct 89. Phone the desk sergeant there. He'll tell you I was talking to him before 8.30 this morning, and I was still talking to him when the flash about Tom's murder came in. Oh, uh, don't worry. I'll check. And I'll bet my check will prove you're lying. I'll take that bet, Faraday. Huh? Hey, look, Blackie, whose side are you on? I have proof this guy murdered Evers. Maybe you do, Faraday. I'm afraid Blake's alibi will throw out your evidence. But, Blackie, how could he be in police headquarters 25 miles from the scene of the crime and still kill Evers as he promised he would? I don't know, Faraday. Maybe Blake never had everything he wanted in life, but right now he's getting away with murder. <laughs> Now, back to Boston Blackie. John Blake has committed what even Blackie has to admit looks like the perfect crime. Evidence shows that Blake was at the scene of Evers' murder, yet Blake has been able to prove he was 25 miles away when Evers was killed. What bothers Blackie most of all, however, is that Blake told him beforehand that he was going to kill Evers and get away with it. And Blackie has just admitted that Blake is doing just that. As we return to our story, Blackie and his friend Mary Wesley are in her apartment, playing a game of darts. Um, Three hundred. I'll be a dart champion if I keep this up. That was good, wasn't it? Eight hundred. And another bullseye. Blackie, for a total of 1300 just try to be fat. Not now, Mary. You're the champ for the time being. What's the matter? Don't you know? Yes, I suppose I do. But you can't solve every case. Some time or other, there has to be one that's too much for you, darling. It isn't the case itself that's bothering me, Mary. It's the fact that Blake warned me beforehand that he was going to kill others and get away with it. Now he's done it. He was in that police station at the time Evers was shot. Blackie, you're sure the police had the time of the murder right? Positive. Mr. Evers was shot at exactly 8.30, and Mr. Blake was in that police station 25 miles away at exactly 8.30? Exactly, both times. Well, then let's just forget the whole thing and play dark. Mary, I, I, I just can't get this case off my mind. Why bother about it, darling? Because I can't help it. Do you know what the only two possible solutions of this thing are? What? Either Blake did not kill Evers, which I doubt, or he's committed the perfect crime, which I won't admit. Now, look, Blackie, either get out of my office or tell me how to break Blake's alibi. Faraday, he really was at Precinct 89 at the exact time of Evers' killing, wasn't he? He sure was. That's definite. Well, Faraday, it looks as if we'll have turn to Mary Wesley to show how this was done. Mary Wesley? Mind if I use your phone? Thanks. What, what do you mean Miss Wesley will show us how it was done? Listen, Inspector, and learn. Hello? Hello, Mary. How are you? Oh, fine, Blackie. <laughs> Want to talk to an old friend of yours? Sure. Just a minute. Here, Faraday. You talk to her. What for? Never mind what for. Just talk to her. I don't want to. Don't be shy, Faraday. Maybe Mary is a girl, but 
you'll just be talking to her over the phone. Oh, give me that receiver. That's better. Hello, Miss Wesley. Hello, Inspector. Well, what's this all about? Oh, nothing, nothing. I just haven't had a chance to talk to you over the phone. Oh! Miss Wesley! Oh. Miss Wesley, what's the matter? Miss Wesley! What's wrong, Clary? Miss Wesley's been shot! <laughs> All right, Blackie. Laugh your head off if you want to. You too, Miss Wesley. But you scared the daylights out of me. I don't see anything funny about it. Well, Inspector Farrell, I'm glad you felt so badly about my being dead. That's very complimentary. (laughs) Now, Faraday, don't ever deny you have a soft place in your heart for Mary. You must have a soft place in your brain pulling a stunt like this on me. What pulling this stunt proved, Faraday, was the weak place in Blake's plan to commit a perfect crime. Yeah, well, start explaining. How do you explain Blake's footprint in the mud under the window of the murder room? The same way I'm going to explain this footprint, Faraday. What footprint? I'll show you. Uncover that wooden box on the floor, Mary. Oh, right. That's just what I want. Hey, what's that? A box full of mud? And look what's in the mud, Faraday. A footprint. My footprint. Made not by me, but by Mary, wearing one of my shoes. And there was a lot of room in it, too. And room for improvement in Blake's murder plan, too. I get it. The real killer was wearing Blake's shoes. That proves how Blake could be at Precinct 89, 25 miles from the murder scene, and still make it look as if he killed Evers. But why would he want it to look as if he killed Evers? 25. He could prove he was 25 miles away. And our evidence against him would be no good. Well, what about the murder gun? I'll show you. Where's the gun you fired, Mary? Right here on the table. Thanks. All right, Faraday. Where was I at the time you heard the shot you thought killed Mary? In my office. All right. Look closely at this pistol. Yeah? Whose is it? Well, it's yours, isn't it? It's mine. And a lab test will show it. It has my fingerprints on it. Not Mary's. How come? I put my fingerprints on it when I gave it to Mary. And she fired it with gloves on, and carefully, too. So she wouldn't smear my prints. Blake did that, too. Of course... I know what I've done. I've shown how Blake could be 25 miles from the scene of Ever's murder and still load you with evidence that he committed the crime. You've done more than that, Blackie. You've proved somebody else killed Ever's. I don't have a single bit of evidence to lead me to the real killer. No, Faraday, you don't. All you have is Blake. What good is he now? He didn't kill Ever's. No, he didn't. But he knows who killed Ever's. And he knew when Ever's was going to be killed. So what? So Blake is the tie-up to the real killer. Now what we have to do is to find something to use for rope. Hi, Mr. Blake. Looking at ties? That's allowed, Mike. Pretend you're looking at ties, too. Look, Blake, all I want to look at is the rest of the dough that's coming to me for the job I did this morning. I have it with me. Don't worry. Were you followed into the store? Ah. I wasn't either. Keep looking at these ties. Drop your hand below the counter and I'll give you the money. Okay. Gives. Here. Hmm. Feels like a big wad, all right. It is. I kept my promise. Now you keep yours. The job we did was perfect. Now get out of my life and stay out.
Inspector Faraday. Oh, come in, Jerry. Sure, I don't care how I waste my time. Hey, where are the guys from the other newspapers? My editor says you've got a hot announcement to make. I do, Jerry. But I only asked you down. I thought I'd give you a scoop. Now, what kind of a scoop can you give me, Faraday? You on the trail of Everest Killer? Better than that, Jerry. Yeah, I know. Police are making progress in the mysterious murder of Tom Evers. Expect the rest shortly. Better than that, too, Jerry. <laughs> well, let's see. In that case, police get tipped from Underworld. I'm really going to give you something this time. Hold on to your hat, kid. Now, don't jolt me too hard, Inspector. I like this hat. My hands are busy with this pencil and paper. Well, uh, see how you can handle this. It's page one stuff, and that's exactly where I want it. On the front page. Hey, what are you doing, Inspector? Resigning from the force? Uh, you better resign, and fast, if you don't get this to your paper fast. There's been a break in the Tom Evers murder case. The police are looking for a professional gunman as the killer of Tom Evers. And we're going to nab him within three hours. Because we know his name. Holy mackerel, Inspector. You on the level? I'm on the level. And so is that announcement. Now scram out of here and see that it gets on paper. You bet, Inspector. Thanks a lot. Why, what a scoop. How's <laughs> nice going, Faraday? Uh, I'm glad you liked it, Blanky. Well, that ought to bring the real killer out in the open, huh? Certainly should, Faraday. And if that smug look doesn't come off your face, the fact that this was my idea will come out into the open, too. Blanky, we don't get out of this basement hole pretty soon. I'm going to feel like a gopher. If you're right, if you can't stand it down here, Faraday. Next time, try to get in on the ground floor of the murder. This won't happen to you. Now, look, it's bad enough down here without your bad jokes. Will you, will you I'm please? sorry, Faraday. The telephone line to Rollins still open? It better be. I'll see. Hello, Rollins. I'm still here, Inspector. The call to Blake hasn't come through yet. No? Well, maybe it never will. I just had a horrible thought, Faraday. Maybe something's wrong with our equipment. We haven't really tapped Blake's telephone line. Uh, the equipment's all right. I think it's your idea that's not so good. Or Blake's the compass is smarter than we figured he'd be. Uh-oh. Here's a call on Blake's line. You're listening, Blakey. I'm listening. Rollins. Rollins, you all set? All set, Inspector. As soon as a call comes in, the phone company will trace it for us and we'll hop right down. Good, good. The call's complete, Barney. Hello? Hello, Blake. You fool. Why are you calling me? You good-for-nothing double-crosser. You know why. Hey, have you fool? Trace it okay? You bet, Inspector. Came from a building at 111 Echo Road. Good. Radio to squad cars 81 and 39 to close in fast and get our man. If they close in too fast, they'll run over him, Inspector. They're only a couple of blocks away. Swell. I'll be right there. Now get going. Right. It's finished, Blanky. We'll have the guy who killed Evers. Good work, Faraday. Now let's go upstairs, grab Blake, and tell him the phony news in the paper was bad news for him. <laughs> You can go in and see Blake if you want to. He's in cell six. Thanks, Rowan. I won't be in there long. Right through this door. I know. 
I've been through it many times myself. <laughs> Ain't it the truth? Hello, Blake. Oh, Blake. Hello. Well, you seem to be pretty good spirits for a man who's going to the electric chair. I may be to get, you know. After all, I didn't actually kill Evers. But you engineered the plan to murder him. Not jealous, are you? It was a good plan, don't you think? A great plan, Blake. Except for one thing. It didn't work. It worked until that fool Mike thought I'd double-crossed him. Yes. You know what that proves, don't you? What? The point I made when you wanted to argue with me that a killer can commit a crime without making a mistake. What mistake did I make? You forgot the human element, Blake. When Mike thought you double-crossed him, he spilled the whole thing to the police to get even. I suppose I did lose our little argument, Blackie. You're going to lose more than an argument, Blake. You're going to lose your life. Extremes. This concludes another episode of Classic Streams. Thank you for listening. Retro Radio Today does not claim ownership over copyrights to any radio shows on our podcasts. The work in this episode has been identified as being free of known restrictions under copyright law, including all related and neighboring rights. The show copyrights are believed to be expired. Classic Streams.